Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. The Convention of States has conducted a poll following President Biden's speech on September 1st in Pennsylvania. The results are in, and we spoke to Mark Meckler, president of Convention of States. Mark Meckler, thank you so much for joining us again on the Capitol Report. Thanks for having me. Mark, Convention of States conducted a poll following uh, President Biden's speech uh, with that deep red uh, backdrop with the Marines uh, uh, behind him. Uh, the majority of people polled were deeply disturbed by the speech. Um, why is this speech see seeing such pushback, do you think? I think we've never seen before in American history where a president has stood at the podium and taken a strong position against half of Americans specifically. I mean, we're used to political rhetoric where a politician attacks his political opponent. Uh, in this case, it would have been President Donald Trump, but we're not used to seeing American citizens attack directly. That's what this speech was, and it has very dangerous overtones because of that. Mark, uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of uh, Staff, General Mark Milley, issued a statement back in 2020 when he marched across Lafayette Park with the former president. He said he regretted his presence, that it gave the perception that the military was involved in domestic politics. Given the tone, tenor, and backdrop of Biden's recent speech, do you think an explanation or clarification is uh, needed? Yeah, I do think it's needed. In fact, you know, you have the Marines standing behind the president there. This is very clearly a political speech. And even if you listen to pundits on the left and, and people who support the president, even people who liked the speech, they forgive it because they say, well, it was just standard political stump speech. Well, this speech was done on the dime of the U.S. taxpayer. They're not allowed to be political in those speeches. He shouldn't be going after his opponents in those speeches, but that's what he did. So I do think there needs to be an inquiry. Why were the Marines there? They, You know, President Biden has said specifically on the record in the past that he would never use the military as props. In this case, he absolutely and frankly has openly admitted that he was using those Marines as props. There should be an inquiry on that. Mark, President Biden's approval rating does seem to be getting uh, or polling better uh, now that he, he over the past you know few months where it was really low, uh, still relatively low, but better nonetheless at 43 percent. Why do you think that is and should that raise concerns for Republicans heading into November? Yeah, I don't think it should raise concerns. If you look at the actual numbers, I mean, any president below 50% is in big trouble and he did get a bump. I think that was primarily due to the Dobbs decision, maybe a little bit due to the student loan stuff. But if you look in the last week or so, I think he's begun to trend down well, last week to 10 days, trend down again. So I don't think Republicans should be concerned, but at the same time, I don't think they should be sanguine either. I think they should be working as hard as they possibly can to get out the vote. Uh, my prediction would be we're going to see the Republicans take the House. The question is, by what margin? And right now, I'd probably throw out 60, 65 percent chance of taking the Senate as well. Mark, we're seeing uh, political groups and nonprofits aligned with the Democratic Party spending tens of millions of dollars on campaigns, specifically across five states, Republican primaries, in order to elect the candidate they think will be weaker in a general election. What is your take on this type of maneuvering? Yeah, you know, I think it's despicable. And, and you see what they're doing is they're criticizing what they call MAGA Republicans, and then they're spending money to try to elect in primaries MAGA candidates. 
well, look, this just isn't going to work in our system of electoral politics. If we're going to fund our political opponents, it's going to get very messy. It's going to be very complicated. I just don't think it works in a functioning democracy, a functioning constitutional republic over the long haul. And lastly, if I could just get your thoughts on the special master appointed in the uh, Trump Mar-a-Lago raid, or at least the decision uh, made to appoint one. Does this ultimately help the president and how big of a win was this for the Trump team? I do think it helps the president. Certainly it delays the investigation. A special, special master, for those who don't know, is just somebody who's gonna go through the evidence and he's going to make the determinations whether there's executive privilege applies to any particular documents or uh, whether attorney-client privilege applies. So it's going to slow the whole thing down. It stops the investigation, whatever the Department of Justice and the FBI are engaged in. My frustration is that it took so long. The FBI, the DOJ have already gone through all of these documents. The question is now, what are they going to do with the information they have? What we've seen are a bunch of leaks. And the question is, will the leaks continue? But I do think this is a move by the court that absolutely helps the president. Mark Meckler, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Members of Congress are demanding answers about whether the U.S. is still buying sanctioned goods made by slave labor in communist China. According to Uyghur Human Rights Project, the food jujubee dates, often sourced from slave labor in Xinjiang province, are widely found in American grocery stores, including right here in Washington, D.C. In a letter to the Treasury Department and Customs and Border Protection, 27 Congress members have asked what the government is doing about it. The Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act signed by President Biden in June makes it illegal to import goods made with Uyghur slave labor. Congressman Mike Waltz, a co-sponsor of the bill, said the Biden administration cannot ignore the ongoing genocide in China. The Trump administration has also sanctioned Xinjiang state-controlled entities responsible for selling the fruits. The genocides continue to churn in communist China without much retribution from the international community. It appears the CCP is violating the recently passed Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act. Here to discuss with us, we have the prime minister of the East Turkestan government in exile, also known as the Xinjiang region, Salih Hudayar. Salih Hudayar, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thank you for having me. So uh, the recently passed Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act would prohibit any products that uh, have been made or made their way in the U.S. from the Xinjiang region, which predominantly is made of Uyghur Muslims, uh, would be banned. Uh, there were reports that this is already being violated. What do you know about this and how widespread is it? Yes, uh, the... The Chinese government, uh, obviously, uh, through the XPCC, uh, the Xinjiang Production Construction Corps, has a lot of subsidiaries all across the world doing business in every country, including the United States. Uh, the XPCC had actually been sanctioned by the United States back in uh, July of 2021, uh, which means doing business with them uh, in, in whatever fashion would be uh, illegal. However, recently there have been reports that uh, products that are farmed uh, using, uh, possibly using uh, the slave or forced labor of Uyghurs, uh, such as, you know, um, dates are coming into the United States here in stores around Washington, D.C., online on uh, uh, online retail stores like Amazon. And it's not just the dates. So while the report focuses on the dates, there are other things 
like uh, polysilicon uh, material uh, that is being uh, used to produce solar panels that are also uh, coming into the United States, that are making their way into Southeast Asia, uh, where they are then made into solar panels and then coming into the United States as uh, manufactured solar panels. Uh, unfortunately, the Customs and Border Patrol, uh, uh, Border Protection, have not been doing a sufficient job in prohibiting these uh, banned goods from coming into the United States. Silly, so, uh, some U.S. lawmakers have sent an inquiry uh, about this, that they're looking into this. Is there enough being done from your perspective? Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot being done. Uh, while this law, the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, actually came into effect this past June, uh, it's not being fully implemented in, in its full capacity. Um, again, there might be various reasons. One, the, f the fact that it's very difficult to uh, assess which goods uh, that are made in China or that are being imported from China uh, are, are originate from East Turkestan. Uh, two, it, it could be the fact that, you know, uh, majority of these goods had already been stay, uh, staying in containers or had already arrived into the United States uh, before the, uh, the act went into uh, law. What do you think it will ultimately take for the CCP to stop these crimes against humanity? Well, uh, I think there's going to be, there has to be a lot of uh, push from the international community. The same level of uh, push uh, in terms of sanctions, boycotts, and uh, political measures uh, that the United States and the uh, free world took against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I think that's what it's going to take. Otherwise, uh, low-level uh, sanctions on uh, low-level officials and, you know, calling out the atrocities is not going to really uh, change the minds of, of the Chinese government. Do you have any recommendation uh, for the average consumer to make sure that they're not purchasing these products that are being made with uh, slave labor from China? Yes, I think because, again, it's very difficult to a certain which goods, unless you are, you know, you do extensive research, uh, are made from forced labor or slave labor and originate from East Turkestan. However, uh, to be safe, just on for everyone, I think just boycotting all goods that are made in China would be uh, a, a step that everyone needs to take because every cent that we, you know, everything that we buy, every cent of that. A portion of that goes back to the Chinese Communist Party, which they then use to employ their, you know, uh, security forces like the PLA, the P PAP, and engage in atrocities, uh, uh, in including genocide in East Turkestan, as well as, uh, you know, other parts uh, that are under the control of the PRC. Couldn't agree more. Uh, check those labels and see if there's another option. Uh, Salih Hudiar, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.